0: Your family matters to God. Whether you are a family of one or your budding family tree has children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren scattered across the United States. God cares about your family. Your family matters to Him. Most of us have come to those Crossroads of life, whether it's when we leave home for college or when we take that first real job or when we say, I do, or when we load that little baby in the car to take them home for the first time, that, that same thought crosses our mind, what next? <laughs> there, there's not really an instruction manual for those moments in our life, how to handle those days or the days that follow when we've had a life changing event in our life, and nobody told us what to do next. Fortunately, God has done exactly that. He provides for us in His Word the manual for how to handle what's next. He wants our lives to be exactly what He created them to be, so He's given us the instructions on how to get there. That surely is true for the family. As we've seen in Paul's letter, he's described some tremendous theological truths. And now in the last part of his letter to the Ephesians, he's applying those truths to life. How we should live them out. And in the last part of chapter 5 and the first part of chapter 6, he describes something that matters greatly to God. And it matters to us too. Our family. Now remember last week we we looked at the overarching principle that guides all of our relationships as believers. We saw this last week in verse 21 of chapter 5. Submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. Put simply, in every relationship... You are not the most important person. Making everyone else more important than you are, well, that goes against our human nature, but it sets the stage for what God has created us to be. Now, Paul applies that overarching principle to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. He applies that first to the relationship between a husband and a wife. He begins with words for the wife in verse 22. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. Now, don't get confused here. Within this passage about human relationships, Paul discusses the relationship between Christ and the church. We're going to focus on that next week. There's some important things that Paul has to say as he compares our human relationships to Christ's relationship to the church. There's some great things there. We'll look at that next week. This week, though, we're going to focus on what Paul says here about human relationships. Here the scripture calls for the wife to submit to the husband. Now to our modern ears, we kind of bristle against that. But remember, this verse follows directly after this overarching principle where God has said to us, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Paul simply restates that same principle that same truth with respect to the wife. And then he says the same thing to husbands. Only he makes it stronger. Here's what he says to husbands. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And then there are some verses that describe the church that we're going to look at next week. And then in verse 28, he returns back to the husband in this same way. Husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Now again, we're going to come back next week and pick up what Paul says about the church. But look carefully here to what he says about husbands and wives. He says to husbands, you're to love your wife with the same self-sacrificing love that Christ had for the church. Jesus was willing to give up everything for us, that's the depth of love and sacrifice the husband should be willing to have for his wife. Amen. Essentially, Paul here says the same thing three different ways. He says to all of us, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Then he says to wives, the same thing. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. And then to husbands, the same thing. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. You remember. What your mom used to tell you when you complained about having to do chores around the house? And you said, Mom, that's not fair. You make me do way more than my sister has to do. She ought to have to do more of this work. At which point your sister chimed in and said, wait a minute, I do ten times as much as he does. Just because I'm older doesn't mean I have to do more stuff. Remember what your mom said when you were having that conversation? (laughs) I don't know what your mom said to you, but I remember what my mom said to me. Quit worrying about what your sister's doing and get in there and clean your room. Moms have a real talent at getting to the heart of the matter. She knew what my sister and I were doing. As long as we were complaining and arguing about whose job it was, neither one of us had to do anything. And my mom understood the point for us was not to determine which one of us ought to do more. The point was to get our rooms cleaned up. Way too often. That's what happens in the marriage relationship. We start keeping score. We start deciding, hey, that's not fair. And, and where does that competition focus? On us. We want to get a fair shake. The Bible turns that around. Instead of worrying about getting the short end of the stick, the Bible says stop focusing on the stick. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, okay, if if I submit myself to my spouse, Wives, you're thinking, if I submit myself to your husbands and husbands, if you really heard what Jesus said, you're thinking, boy, if I give everything up for my wife, that's not going to be fair. I'll end up with an even shorter stick than I've already got. But what if we weren't focused on the stick? What if our focus instead was on creating the strongest home possible? And the Bible gives us the simple formula, make your spouse more important than you are. I said it was simple. I didn't say it was easy. It's not. It goes against every natural instinct we have. Would you like some practical help in this? There's a wonderful tool that came out. Just a few years back, we actually showed this movie here, The Love There. I don't know if you remember that. It was, I don't know, five or six years ago. There's a book that went along with that movie. It's called The Love Dare. It's still, it's still in publication. It's still out in bookstores. It gives 40 days worth of suggestions for doing exactly this, for, for making your spouse more important than you are. I encourage you to try that out. Just pick up one of those books. And as a husband and wife, just agree, for the next 40 days, Each day we're going to do the things that are are in this book. And it just gives some biblical applications of how a husband can love his wife just like Jesus loved the church. And how the wife can submit to her husband just as we submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And each day you're going to discover some some simple principles for how you can do that. Give it a 40-day test drive. You may be surprised at what you find out. Well, Paul continues with some important relationships in the family. He starts there with the husband and wife. Then he turns to parents and children. And he follows the same format. Make the other person more important than yourself. Chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Children have a natural tendency to focus on their own needs exclusively. It's all an infant knows how to do. An infant knows when it's hungry, knows when it's tired. And knows when it needs to be changed. So they yell and they scream whenever those things need to be done. But as a child grows, they, they need to learn something. They need to learn that the world doesn't revolve around them. They, they need to learn how to share, how to be helpful, how to love. And guess where they're going to learn that? From obeying their parents. And Paul adds this extraordinary biblical promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. And when you think about that, it only makes sense. Who seems to be the happiest children that you know? The self-absorbed bully or the child who's learned to share and to help and to love? In a godly home, That starts with the parents, which Paul adds in his admonition for fathers and by extension for mothers, where he writes, don't exasperate your children, but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Well, that only makes sense as well. If children are called to obey their parents, then parents are called to correctly teach their children. A few years back, I took apart a wind-up alarm clock. I wanted to see how it worked. And clocks have always fascinated me. And it was very true. As I started to take apart, there were just hundreds of pieces to that little wind-up clock. Gears and levers and a spring. And in a working clock... Every one of those pieces turns in exact precision, which allows the clock to tell you what time it is. Notice how this works in biblical relationships. As we work together, God does some amazing things. Now, when we focus on ourselves. We're like the spring that I took out of that clock. And I didn't know anything about how clocks worked or how to work on clocks. And when I got to the spring, I just started yanking it out. (laughs) And by the time I got it out of there, it was all bent and twisted to the point that it was never going to allow that clock to work again. That's what happens when we focus on ourselves. Our relationships get so twisted out of shape That they seem like they'll never work again. Except when the clockmaker steps in. (laughs) Our Creator can take our self-focused life and set us right again. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Your family Matters to God. Whatever struggle you're facing. You, you may feel like I did when I when I looked down there, there was all pieces of that clock on, on my desk and, and the spring was all torn up and I, and I was just thinking, well, <laughs> that clock's done for. <laughs> you may feel that way about your life too. Call in the clockmaker. He can make it tick again. He can make your family whole again. Because your family matters to God. Heavenly Father, help us to understand this one truth this morning. So often we feel like we're in it all alone. And that is very much the case so often in our families. We feel like the struggles that we face, the difficulties that we encounter, that we're just all alone. And God, that's not true. You created families. You instituted the family. From the very beginning, you made the family. So you know how this works. And God, you've given us within your word principles that we can understand as we apply them, you will allow our family to be what you want it to be. So God, I, I pray for our families this morning. I, the family is under attack in our world. Always has been. But we certainly see that in, in our society today. Forces that would pull us apart. That would stir our families up against one another. So God, I pray you would protect our families. With your strength, with your Holy Spirit, you would place your hand upon the families of this church. And God, guide us. This is a very hard principle to live out, to put somebody else ahead of ourselves, It goes against every natural instinct we have, every worldly instinct that we have. But God, that's what we need to do. Help husbands and wives to put each other ahead of themselves. Help parents and children to put the needs of others ahead of their own. Because God, as we do that, we'll, we'll see something amazing happen. We'll see your principle at work as we submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Help us do this, Heavenly Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.